Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jared Huff, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and let you know you are not alone. Before we start, though, please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jerichhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey team, welcome to another episode of Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. So, I've been trying to really understand why people feel that they want you to work with their nasty attitudes. I just do not understand it. I I don't. We're already coming to work. Let's be honest. Nobody truly would work if they had to. So I'm already coming to work. I'm being forced to work because, you know, I'm a human. I'm alive. And you're bringing this nasty attitude. Like, and I hope that as a director, you are not the person with the nasty attitude. Like, I'm praying and hoping that it's not you. You are a leader. You should not have a nasty attitude towards people because you're actually only hurting yourself. You're not hurting anyone else. You are frustrating other people, but at the end, you're going to need these people. You're going to need to know how to get along with these people because they're going to need to be able to do something. Well, excuse me. They are, you're going to need them um, because they're going to have to do something for you later on. So it's only really hurting yourself. Sometimes I ask myself when people are being nasty, when they have these bad attitudes, my first thought is maybe they're trying to get respect and they're going about it the wrong way. And you can't get respect from a bad, nasty attitude. Like you can't get respect out of fear. And I think that's what people try to do. They say, if I can have a nasty attitude, if I can create and install fear in you, then that's going to cause you to respect me. And it's not. It's actually going to do the opposite. Yes, they may fear you, but they never respected you. And over time, they're just going to think you're full of shit and they're going to move on or you're going to move on. One one of the other is going to happen, but it's never going to work the way that you want to. So keep the attitude to yourself. <sighs> When staff has attitude, when they have these nasty demeanors about them, I'm going to actually talk about when teachers do first, because when teachers have these attitudes like towards children, usually the children will not listen to them or the children, the children kind of know children aren't stupid and they're kind of just like, "Mm, I'm going to give this person a rough time because I don't like their attitude. And that's what they're going to do. And honestly, when I go into classroom, that's one of the things that I see first is a teacher that has a nasty attitude and her kids are just being, you know, her or his, whoever it may be, their kids are being really, really cantankerous with them because they can feel the attitude. And when these teachers have, you know, attitudes towards their families, they're going to complain about them. And usually the first stop is management to say, hey, I went into the classroom and so-and-so had an attitude with them and I don't know why they had an attitude. And a lot of parents are going to feel that they're paying you. And in turn, they are because their tuition is paying your salary. So it's one of those, 
I feel like I am paying my money to be treated nasty and they don't like that, which I don't think anybody else would. I actually had a, a teacher once that was so amazing with the children. Like she was phenomenal with children, but she did not have the best adult skills. And a lot of parents, we would get complaints that the parents didn't like her. They're like, I feel like when I walked in, she rolled her eyes at me or she was very short with me, short with me. Her adult skills were just horrible. And she's like, I don't like having to deal with people. We know, we've, we can tell, but it's funny because their children loved her to death and the parents like, I don't understand. Because she had no adult skills and was horrible when she ended up quitting because she felt like everybody was against her because as management, we would have to talk to her. And as uh, families just didn't want to deal with her, like it was always something and she just felt like everyone was against her. It was your nasty, ugly attitude. And even when you have uh, teachers that are nasty towards their managers, they're not going to help you. They're going to try to avoid you at every cost possible. They are going to give you the bare minimum. When they see you coming down the hallway, they're going to turn the other way. They're going to cut conversations off short. They just don't want to work with you. But see, when managers have attitudes, that's worse to me because you're supposed to be a leader. And if managers have, let's say, attitudes and nastiness towards teachers, it's sad to say this, but we have to be realistic. And if you've ever worked in a school, child care facility, anything like that, these parents, these teachers are actually going to talk about the management to the parents, to the families, to anyone that picks up. They are going to talk about them. They don't care when teachers are pissed off. Anyone can get it. Everyone can get it. And they are going to talk about the management to the families that pick up and they're going to be like, they're not supportive and they're leaving me by myself and I don't get this. It's real tacky. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it, it's super, super tacky, but they're going to do it. Um, they'll talk about, you know, managers to other managers, to other administration. They're going to be like, I have an issue with so-and-so. I've had that happen many a times where, um, you know, certain teachers hate one administrator. So they'll go to the other one and complain about it. Then the other administrators feels awkward and they're like, well, can I say something? Then it just creates a whole bunch of drama and the teacher is not going to give their best. They're going to do like the bare minimum, depending on whose shift it is meaning they are going to do what they have to do for their children. But when it comes to doing something extra, like let's say they're closing their room down, they are going to do the bare necessity and then be out or probably leave stuff for you to do because they just don't like you. And when managers have issues, these attitudes towards families, they are going to find someone to complain to. And it's going to be your boss. Just heads up. They are going to find someone it's that I need to speak to your manager situation. If you're a manager, I need to speak to somebody above you. Like you are nasty and I want everybody to know. So if you are that person, just be prepared. And if you are nasty to your supervisor, they will try to avoid you. I can say, for example, I've had managers under me that had like these these nasty demeanors about them that I couldn't quite understand. And who I am now is different than who I was 10 years ago. Now, 10 years ago, you could have caught me in the parking lot, but whew, I have changed. Now I'm all about coaching and mentoring and helping people be better because I have grown as a leader.
So I will try as much as possible, but there still is a part of me that doesn't really want to deal with you that will see you. And in my mind, I'm going, oh, here they go. What is it today? Just nobody really wants to to deal with that at all. And it's it just baffles me that people think people want to deal with that. When I have families that have nasty attitudes, no one wants to help them either. Like, they're just unnecessarily difficult. I can see if something happened in the classroom, if something's going on, I would totally understand that. But you're just nasty because it's, you know, Wednesday afternoon. And you never know, I had a family, and I'm going to be honest with you all. Um, I had a family, this mother was just always just... No matter who she came in contact with, it was a nasty attitude. It was just gross all the time. She was just a deplorable person. And usually with families, I go over and beyond trying to help them. If I know of a discount something, if I know a program to help you out, like I will find stuff. And her husband was in the military. So if you're in childcare, you know NACRA, you know childcare to wear for, you know, uh, people that are actively serving in the military, you know, they help you out with assistance. And I, I know this information, hence I'm telling you all this information. And I knew this and I didn't relay the information because I didn't want to. I'll be honest. I just didn't want to. If she had a better attitude, I would have told her about the program and it could have saved them about $900 a month. But you know what? I just didn't want to. And today she still don't. Actually, I lied. She has she has changed and she does know now. But I just didn't want to tell you because you, you're just nasty acting. So one thing that I have realized is signs of a bad attitude in school can usually fall into kind of like these categories. Usually the person that has the bad, nasty attitude, everything has to be their way. It has to go the way that they want it. And if it's not their way, they have an adult temper tantrum. It's their way or the highway. Um, they're comparing themselves to other people. And sometimes they're like, well, so-and-so got this and so-and-so was able to do this and I couldn't do this. Not realizing that, you know, for me, I will say, I can't speak for all people, but I am very equitable. And sometimes somebody may need something somebody else doesn't so that they can get to the same place but they they're spending their time looking at what somebody else is doing and saying well i didn't get that and i'm like because well, you didn't need the shit. that's why you didn't get it people that tend to look down on others are people that always have bad nasty attitudes um something where everything annoys them they kill me because it's uh that i got on my nerves and this got on my nerves and that kid got on my nerves and this person came in and told me this and this got on my nerves and it's like oh my gosh everything just gets on your nerves it ain't you, bro. It is not you. It, I'm sorry, it is you. It is you. It's not everybody else. When they're always in a hurry. I've met people that live on... They move so quickly. Out of 10, they're always like 9, 10, 11. Everything they do has a sense of urgency. There's never downtime. And because someone else isn't moving at the same sense of urgency that they have, they have an attitude with them and they're real nasty and short with them because you're moving super fast. You're expecting everybody else to move just as fast. And that's just not realistic. Um, 
sometimes expectations and i know i've talked a lot about expectations over several podcasts you know how i love my expectations but my expectations are never too high i never have unrealistic expectations that people can't that people can't you know get to and if you do have these super high expectations and people don't get there they always end up being nasty towards that person People that see everything black and white is another issue too. When it's always yes, no, right, wrong, black, white, everything isn't black and white all the time. Sometimes things are in that gray area and that maybe so area. And that's really hard for people that can't understand that and it frustrates them a lot because every situation is different. The reason for it is that equity thing. The reason for it is different. The cause is it's just a lot and you have to look at the holistic picture and when people can't do that they get real nasty acting fast people that always expect the worst usually have bad attitudes um, people that fixate on uh, conflict drama enough said we don't even need to talk about that anymore what bothers me sometimes with people is when they can't be happy for others i actually had a teacher one time that became you know teacher of the week they had the spotlight of the week and another teacher was just like i don't understand why they got it i i don't get it why and it's like why can't you just be happy for her she don't do this i'm like well in my mind you know because i had to keep her professional but i'm thinking you know you don't do shit right all the time either we having this conversation ain't doing shit right but they just can't be happy for other people and also people that just can't let shit go that's another thing that's always having a bad or nasty attitude um sometimes you can have a situation happen everybody's moved on people are trying to you know progress you can actually see by actions they're trying to change but they just can't let that indiscretion go they can't let that problem go because everything offends them everything is wrong and they're just a, a nasty person. A good sign to indicate when someone has an attitude is when someone tells that person they have a nasty attitude and they say it in a way that's really compassionate when they really try. When a supervisor has a conversation with them about their attitude, when a colleague talks to them about their attitude, when multiple people say, hey, just the way that you came off was very rough or the way that you said this or the way that you did this was very, very, you know, it wasn't the best. They came off real ugly. And then in turn, they talk to you with an attitude and they're like, I don't know what you mean. And you always got something to say it's like, whoa, I was just trying to help you out. Those are always signs that they have a bad attitude. And when people always want respect, but they don't give respect, they're nasty people as well. It's just weird that people always want you to respect them. And you need to know that I've been doing this for 15 years and I've been sidebar. If anyone ever says to you how long they've been doing something, that is a red flag that they have a bad attitude. And even in interviews, when someone says, well, I've been doing this for 13 years or however long that says to me, you know what you know, you're not going to change and we're not going to be a good fit. So I never hire anybody that says, I've been doing this for a certain amount of years. That was a total sidebar. I just wanted to throw that out there. But it, when people are just going, you know, 
I, I want this respect. You got to give me this respect. Then it's like, no, I really don't. But it, it's very difficult to work with them. But, you know, these attitudes that people have, nobody wants to work with them. Nobody wants to deal with them. And, like, let it go. Like, come to work. Enjoy what you do. Don't bring in negative energy. Don't ruin my spirit. Don't, you know, taint my cipher, anything like that. So, Keep that to yourself. Leave it at the door before you come in. But on that note, we'll be right back. We all want our schools or programs to be the best. And although every school is different, all successful programs have the same fundamentals. Best Practices for High Quality Preschool, After School, and Enrichment Programs by Jarek Huff share standards to foster a high quality program. These tips will help you put your best service forward, focusing on your children, families, and communities. Best Practices for High Quality Preschool, After School, and Enrichment Programs by Jarek Huff is available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Welcome back. Um, I want to kind of talk about professional dress because uh, I've seen some trashy people out here in these streets. To me, coming to work and not looking professional, I guess I'm old school in this way. Um, it's just unacceptable. To me, when a director, leader, whoever it may be, you always need to carry yourself a certain way because it's just as important as the staff that wears their uniform that comes in every day to just look professional. I used to work at a school once and it was a brand, it was a brand new school we had just opened um, it, it was grand opening. It was a lot going on. I remember that day. It was a chaotic day. And this man came to me. He said, let me ask you a real quick question. I was like, yes. And he asked me the question, went on about his way. Then he finished his uh, answer his question. He said, thanks. He said, I knew to come to you because you were the man in the tie. Thanks. Okay. I was like, what if I was just a man wearing a tie, you know, being difficult. But I never forget that because he knew whoever's in charge is going to look like they're in charge and that stuck with me and I live with it every time I go to work you have to dress for your job and if you're a professional you have to look professional because sometimes you can be in charge but you don't look like you're in charge I think we've all come across people like that where it's like oh this is the boss and you're kind of like judging you're not kind of judging you totally are judging because they don't look like they're in charge, but they may be in charge. And you have to dress for your job, you know? Some days, I can say, I usually wear a suit to work. I dress up majority of the time, but if I'm ever coming to, you know, move furniture or do something in the classroom, I'll dress, you know, dress for the job that I'm doing that day. That day, I may come in in jeans and sneakers, it throws them off, um, but that's just something that I, I do because you have to dress for the job that you're doing. But usually when I come in, I'm always dressed in a suit. I come in, I look like, oh, he's in charge. He's professional. We know who it is. When I don't dress in my normal stuff because people are used to seeing me do it, it throws everybody off. I remember different times where I didn't like have all my regular clothes. If anyone knows, I had hair for a while. And this was on a Thursday, Friday morning, I got a haircut. So I had cut all my hair off 
and it was a casual day. So I came in in just jeans and I had this new manager had been there about two weeks. And it was funny because she looked at me when I came in and she didn't even notice that I had a haircut. Other people noticed my haircut, but she looked at me and said, you don't have it on suit and I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. And I just kind of just stared like, okay. And she's like, no, I'm, it's throwing me off. And I was like, maybe because I have my hair cut. And she's like, nah, it's not that. You're not in the suit and I don't like it. It makes me just feel awkward. And I remember one time I was off for a day. I came in to drop something off. Like it was one of those moments where I was like, I'm off, but I'm coming to drop something off and then I'm leaving. And I came in and dropped it off. And this manager looked at me and she's like, oh, you're off today? And I was like, yes. She's like, oh my gosh, I see your knees. And I was like, I do have knees. She's like, I've never seen your knees and it's weird. One time we had a meeting on a Saturday, um, which is some of my schools are closed. Some of them are open on that day, but from some of them, like I said, are, are closed. So we had a meeting on a Saturday and it was just, it was just my administration. So I came in and I just threw on a hoodie that day, jeans and some shoes. And they just kind of stared at me and they're just going, okay, we've never seen you like this. And it's weird. I do have other clothes, you guys. I don't like go home and, you know, sit on my couch in a three-piece suit. Like who does that? But to them, it was throwing them off. And I tell you those things, those are examples because that's how I carry myself as a professional. You know, I've always said that, you know, how the staff carries them, how the cat how the staff carries themselves speaks to the standards and quality of the school. If the leadership looks tacky, the teachers are going to look tacky, and that says a lot about how you feel about your school. Please dress professional. Please be the leader that you want to be. Please be the professional that you want to be. Please be the way that you want people to see you, and that has a lot to do with the way that you dress. So I'm just passing that information on. I love sharing information with educators and program administrators. I have had so many successes, but also so many failures in my education tenure. I want leaders to know what not to do, but better than that, what to do. So, I decided to write a helpful guide, Best Practices for Center Program and Activity Directors. It's short and to the point. It's a compass to guide education leaders. These best practices will give you a foundation to lead your school, program, or organization. You can find best practices for center, program, and activity directors by Jared Cuff on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. I did this blog post about societal trends a while ago, and I just wanted to review it because when I go to other facilities, other schools, I kind of pay attention to the verbiage that people are using. If you notice when I talk about children and who they live with, I never say parents unless it's specifically their parents, but I usually will say families. And the reason why I say families is because family dynamics have changed in the society that we live in. You know, some families may have a mother and father, some families may have single you know, single parents, they may just be a mom, they just may be a dad. They may have two moms, they may have two dads, they may live with, you know, with their Gigi, they may live with um, their auntie, their uncle. 
they may live with a cousin. You never know who someone lives with. And to say that someone is their parents is an assumption. So society has changed in so many ways. So I always use the term families because family dynamics are different. Um, there are lots of different forms of families. So I even pay attention to um, applications when people are like writing their enrollment information and it may say parent one, parent two. I put family, family member one, family member two, because you don't want to offend somebody and families is just more of an inclusive term. So if you actually want to see and actually learn a little more about this, you can go to my blog post at www.jerichhuff.com and you can see a little more about that. But other than that, I want you guys to have an amazing week. I want you to not have nasty, bad, horrible, deplorable attitudes with your staff or allow people to even have that with you. I want you to go to work, be professional, look professional, look like you are the leader that you say that you are. And just remember that, you know, society changes, things have changed, and the way that we present ourselves as educators, um, knowing that the world is changing is definitely important. So other than that, I will talk to you all later. That's it for today. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review, and subscribe to the show. I love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes, to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.